Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to another day, another day of life, another opportunity to love those in your lives. And today we're going to see the power of love and the truth that that marriage is intended to be permanent. It's not just intended to be this thing that you can throw off and throw away. And uh, I know that not everyone listening is going to be married. So if this doesn't apply to you, um, ask the Lord what he wants you to take from this. And for me, the big things I see are just his intention behind the things he commands, behind the things he sets up. And marriage is intended to be permanent and to build one another up. So let's dive in. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, and I'm reading from the ESV. To the married, I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. So here we see that, right, the intention is permanence. It's not intended to be something that is fleeting, that you can just quit on, but it is intended to be permanent. It is intended to be lifelong. And I also just want to make a side note, too, that we don't know anyone else's heart. We don't know anyone else's circumstance. And so when something is in God's word, we also want to be mindful that we're also called not to judge, right? We're not called to point out the speck in someone's eye when we have a log in our own. We're all sinners, And so if you have seen someone who is divorced, it's okay to have that conversation, but be mindful not to take the conversation too far to the realm of of overjudging, as we've kind of talked about already in 1 Corinthians, right? God is the only judge in that sense. So definitely follow Holy Spirit's guide when you're having conversations about this and um, try not to be over overly judgmental when you don't know what's what's gone on behind the scenes in a marriage that has ended when you don't know any of the external circumstances around it as well and that's that's again not to say that that divorce is is good because we see here that it's it's not it's not God's call it's not his desire for his people who are married and get divorced that's not his desire for that to happen but God is the only one who can judge Paul goes on, to the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife. And the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Here we see the power, the power of living the gospel, of living as a Christ follower, of living with both truth and love. 
because it has an impact on the people around you. Here we see that if you're in a marriage and the other person is an unbeliever, that your life, your love, your living for Christ is going to impact them. And it goes even farther. Paul says, otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. And isn't that interesting? That that you living out the gospel, that the believer in a household, that their actions, their life will have an impact, not just on their spouse, but on their kids as well, if they have kids. And isn't that beautiful? And I think this is a principle that we can take outside of marriage to friendships, to co-workers, to people you're interacting with regularly. As a believer, if you are living for Christ, you are living with truth and love and sincerity, that will have an impact on the people around you. And more often than not, it's going to be a positive impact when you are following Holy Spirit's lead and you are living for Christ. But of course, that's not to say that there won't be pushback, right? Because we saw that with Christ. His actions, his truth, his love wasn't always well received, but it can have a positive impact as we see on the world around us. Look how many believers in Christ there were. Look how many lives Christ is changing today. So think about that. Think about how you're living even in those small moments that don't seem impactful. Maybe you ride the bus or the train. Thinking about those moments that that can seem small. Going through the line at the grocery store. Getting gas at the gas station. Getting the mail at the post office. How are you showing Christ's love in your life, in your actions, in your words? Because remember that, that even those little moments... Your actions then can still have a big impact. Paul finishes up this little section saying, But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? The thing is that you don't know. You don't know how your actions will have an impact on the other person. And we don't know how our actions, even the teeny little ones, will have an impact on the person next to us at the dentist office, at the hospital. So keep on showing up and living love even in those small moments when it can be easy to, I guess, think it doesn't matter, to think no one's watching, to think to think it's not important. Even through the drive through window, if you're getting fast food. How are you living a life of love? You don't know how it's going to impact someone else. You don't know how your actions at home are going to impact your spouse, your kids, your family members. And you don't know how your actions out and about are going to impact those around you. But also remember that God is telling them, you know, if your unbelieving husband or wife leaves you, then let it be so. You're not, you're not enslaved. Because unbelievers are, in a sense, held to a different standard. We've had that conversation before. Not that their sin is any less impactful or any less bad or deems any less separation from God. That's just not true. But they're not proclaiming to live this way that we do. They're not proclaiming to believe that Christ is their Savior and to be living for Him as ambassadors of Him. So it is different. And I love that, that he says, God has called you to peace. 
God has called you to peace. Peace in your relationships, even if they don't look like what you want them to look like. That's what God has called you to, is peace. And he's also called us to love. And the thing is, though, that love doesn't always look the same in each situation for each person, and the same with peace. So seek Holy Spirit and and try throughout your day, even in the small moments, to be asking, how can I show up and show love right now? Because you don't know the impact those teeny tiny little actions may have. And I'll see you Monday morning.